This is Robert Merlachi of the Mindshare Learning Report, Canada's Learning and Technology e-magazine. And welcome to This Week in Canadian EdTech Special Edition Mindshare TV Sneak Peek Podcast with Janet Olmsted, Play Coach, Executive Health Play Program Director, and author of the playbook. Uh, thank you for joining me, uh, Janet. Uh, she'll be... Uh, providing um, a health break, a speaking health break, where she will give us a taste of uh, her recent book at the upcoming Canadian EdTech Summit, October 27th and 28th. Uh, thank you for joining me this afternoon, Janet Olmsted. Thank you so much for having me, Robert. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. Well, I, I hope you and your family are healthy and well in thank these you. challenging times. Yes, thank you. And yours? Yes, we're all good, you know, knock on wood. And uh, we really embrace um, the concept of well-being and, and balance. And a lot of the things you talk about, uh, having the sports background as well as yourself. But perhaps you can tell us about yourself and what, what inspired the book and your journey. Well, uh, being a play expert, I'm a health coach and a personal trainer and over 20 years of experience in the health and wellness field, I've fused two things together. At the first, uh, my core is I'm a health coach and uh, a trainer and I name the certification. I've probably done it and I love to learn. So education is right up my alley. But I also fuse that together with the psychology side of getting people to move, which I reframe as play. And uh, I honestly, in my soul, I feel if you refra reframe exercise as play, it's just way less of a barrier for people to move their bodies without feeling they need to go to a gym or do a hard workout routine. Um, in fact, you might think of it as I get to play rather than I have to play. And uh, that's where I'm that's where I'm at. That's me. Fascinating. You know, I, I, I tend to play a lot. I, I enjoy I had a, you know, sports background and sport management. I played mm -hmm. hockey. I love to golf and and rollerblades so much to my wife's chagrin some days when she thinks i should be doing more work around the house and playing less but it's it's super important to ha strike a balance especially in these most challenging times and I, I love the topic today creating a habit a play that matters for work in life and and you can apply that to all sectors if you will but for the uh, the purpose of this podcast, we're really focusing on the well-being of teachers and students and parents and and and, uh, and leaders. So uh, it's a fascinating time to be in education, isn't it, today? Yeah, there's a, a lot of pivoting happening in that sector and in that industry. And uh, there's a lot of opportunity, I think, too, to um, reimagine what that healthy balance looks like for teachers and students and professionals, really. And, and, and I, I love the notion of a healthy balance because we tend to be, when when you're immersed in something you're really passionate about, you tend to be very giving and forget about your own well-being. And, and educators and leaders tend to do that. And, and type A personalities or triple A, as uh, I know some are. And, and it, it is about that balance. And perhaps you can talk to us about you know your story and, and what you know you you had near death at multiple near-death experiences but you can perhaps share 
what what that sparked in in the process of your journey sure well uh when i was 24 i had uh, a ruptured ovarian torsion for lack of a better example if you were a male it feels like a lot like um appendicitis it's very difficult to tell the difference and uh, i happened to be away uh, for a uh, back my, my bachelorette party six weeks before i got married mm. my anniversary is november 15th and um uh, Sadly, what I didn't know at the time was I was bleeding internally. Uh, luckily, my two friends were able to drive me to Toronto where I had life-saving surgery. Um, and I, at that time, I was 24 years old and I really uh, had a fundamental shift in my, my head about truly taking the steps to look after myself. So when I, when I say play, it's not only, of course, the mm -hmm. go play because play right. A fundamental human right and something everybody can do but i also reframe exercises play or please look after yourself and that's really where my my own health journey started. right and uh even though at the time i was working in sports television i always knew from that point on i would take the necessary steps to figure out the best way to look after myself and then you know the people i love the most so that's, that's fascinating it. why is it hard for adults to seriously think about playing for better health? Well, that's a very good question. Um, I I think it might be hard for adults to seriously think about playing mm -hmm. for better health because um, maybe the way exercise is currently marketed to adults. You know, we've been told if you don't go to a gym and work out for an hour, then you're not you're not working out or you're not doing you're not doing it right. And um, by the way, you don't need an hour. I don't know if you knew that, but the World right. Health Organization suggests for, to keep healthy, you need only 20 minutes a day. Uh, and it doesn't all have to be done at once. So that's a big aha for a lot of people. Right. People are under this impression that if they don't get a workout in, then they're not doing anything great. Well, actually, the sure. opposite is true. All movement matters. And the more movement you can do during the day is way more optimal for your health. So um, unfortunately, I think the old way of looking at getting your exercise, you know, it stressed people out. So people weren't actually doing it enough. In fact, right. it was, um, the global globally prior to the pandemic, which might be even more now, I haven't done like the latest data, but right. 1.4 billion people in the world do not get enough exercise 20 minutes a day to keep healthy. And I, right. I think that can be changed. It doesn't have to be that way. I think adults don't have to take themselves so seriously. Um, it's it's not about no pain no gain all right movement, all movement matters that's that's an excellent point and i love in your book how you have 150 suggestions on how to incorporate play in your day and as someone who you know worked on two participation challenges we staged canada's largest aerobic workout back in the day um and um and i was so mindful of of fitness and exercise because I was so immersed in it uh, at the time. But it really is uh, alarming when you look at the numbers. And and what I admire about your book is you, you consult as an expert you are, but you have other experts that provide insight into well-being and, and the benefits. So perhaps you can talk a little bit about that and why, you know, so we're in a crisis. And it's even more of a crisis when 
the majority of people aren't exercising, particularly young people. And, and, and it, so you're seeing a spike in well-being and a reduction in exercise. So mm -hmm. my sense is if kids got out and ran around more and played, whatever that might be, that we that would have a, a positive impact. I I'm a proponent of prevention, and I don't feel we're doing enough of that. Thoughts? Yeah. Well, you know, playing is part of everybody's biology, and just because we age doesn't mean it has to go away. Uh, and I I do believe that play looks different for everybody, and I talk about that in my book, and and specifically that's why I interviewed the experts I did, because I wanted to do the due diligence to heart health, to mental health to um, habit-based change psychology, and more importantly, how to pull it all together. Um, you know, when, when making time to exercise becomes less of a priority, that's why we see this, this, what could be viewed as sad news, but if we can reframe exercise as play, or play as exercise, I think a whole world of possibility opens up to us. Mm. You know, people might think that exercise and play are two different things. But I, I want people to reconsider the notion that it, it isn't. It's the freedom to move your body in a way that makes sense to you. You know, let's take away the rules and right. use tools that we can in everyday life um, to have, have more of a playful lens to look at the world and be excited about doing something that feels good and have fun. Like, let's have fun. Absolutely. And there's a real distinction between a game and play because you alluded to uh, taking the rules away and less structure because that's a game. That's what I play in a hockey game or a golf game. But just, you know, freedom to play is, is something that kids thrive on. I drove past my niece's school in Streetsville a week or so ago and to see the kids all outdoors just playing running around screaming you can you can hear this amazing buzz you know as you do when you go by a schoolyard and they're just playing and, and, I, don't, and I don't think it has to stop somewhere right. along the line life got serious and the shift happened and that's why i felt it fundamentally important to put this notion back out to people like hey what if you could find something tap into something that counts as exercise, makes you, you know, boost your immune system, helps you feel younger and happier, keeps your memory sharp, um, preserves your mobility and helps fight chronic disease. I mean, of all the things in the world that it does is boosting your immune system, which helps when pandemics come along a lot. And, and it's thank you for that. And it's a great segue to helping teachers embrace this notion and and impressing it upon their students. And we, perhaps we can talk about some examples of how they can incorporate it within a, a, a learning day as an example, because I don't think there's enough attention paid to it. Um, I recall back in the day when our uh, grade six teacher, Mr. Dawson, would suddenly decide we're gonna go down to the gym and play. And that was the highlight because he was a phys ed major. It was the highlight. We go down. Okay, some days I sense he wanted to blow off steam because he wanted to play murder ball. That is not recommended today. That could bring lawsuits on. But uh, but back in the day, murder ball was his thing. But, yeah, what are what are some of the things that teachers and students could do uh, jointly in, in, in their day as part of, uh, you know, a play day? 
if you well, will. I don't think it hurts for a teacher to ask their students, hey, you guys, we're going to take three play breaks today. Mm -hmm. Who's in? What do you want to do? And open it up the conversation to what is play? You know, the, the child that tends to be less active may be inspired or the children that is mm -hmm. uh, that might be, you know, a complete like an athlete in the class might be inspired by other ways to think of moving their body. So, you know, um, they we used to have recess, a lot of recess, and, you know, there isn't always a lot of time for that. So uh, helping um, teachers, parents, students understand that all movement matters. You don't need an hour. Like set a timer. I do this with my clients and with other people I've you know talked to about in sure. the play perspective. There's nothing wrong with um, planning a exercise snack if you want to call them. Right. A timer on for in your class or depending on the lesson. I mean, I I recognize everybody's at a time crunch to get all the information. Right. In. But say you pick um, 50 minutes. After 50 minutes, that timer goes off and get whatever's on the board or whatever you guys have decided to do and do it for five minutes, 10 minutes max. You don't need a whole ton of them, but if you get three 10 minute breaks through the day, that's more than the World Health Organization recommends for. Well, that's, and, and to, to that point, you're gonna be joining us at our health break at the 12th Canadian EdTech Leadership Summit October yes. 27th and 28th, yes. and you're going to lead us through a health break. And so yes. it, there there are going to be snacks, and there's going to be a break to incorporate health in our day. So any any insight, any sneak peek insight around what you have in mind or what and what teachers can do around that or ed tech industry folks uh, within their own organizations. We were doing stretching exercises amongst our team yeah. during the pandemic and just is is to get the blood flowing. Why not? Or you could dance or you could do There's so many ways to move your body or even just go outside. Like anyway, so sneak peek. Well, um, expect, expect some play inspiration, which sounds so cheesy, but it's kind of fun. Um, and cool and tips on how to get uh, to move a little bit more and make it seamless into your day. So at the end of the day, you look back and go, wow, look at me, I, I did it, you know, which and, and, you do do more. Right? right, and it's I find it's energizing. And when I play my hockey at 7 a.m. in the morning on Wednesdays, yeah. uh, I find afterwards, you know, the endorphins are flowing, the blood's flowing, and you just feel so energized to get your day going. And otherwise, I might be still sleeping at that time or just getting up. And so I'm, I'm an early riser now on Wednesday mornings, 4.30, 5 a.m. Wow. And everyone says to me kind of like, you're crazy. And it's like there are six teams of us that are totally embracing this notion. So when it comes to, you talk about goal setting as well in your book, it's not just about play, it's a lifestyle, you know, developing good habits, right? Yeah. And that speaks to, uh, you know, helping kids be successful in, in life. So perhaps you can touch on that and the importance of goal setting and developing good habits like getting up at 4.30 a.m. some days, in my <laughs> yeah. case. You know, I think you bring up a really good point. Robert, for you, that really works. You know, it is a motivator. It gets you up. It, and of course, you know, 
the greatest thing about moving more is that you feel better. And when you feel better, you eat better. And when you eat better, you sleep better, like all of that positive spiral. And, you know, it, it, and it, even though you found hockey, you know, some people, it's a simple walk. It doesn't right. have talking extreme things. And yeah, it's right. great. It's important to have. Um, right. And I will say this, it's sort of interject, but during yeah. the pandemic, mm. we would go on family walks very regularly in the evenings. Yeah. And that was something that we, you know, made that a goal as a result of the pandemic to take family walks, which we'd never did before because we had nothing scheduled, right? So yeah. taking advantage. And one of the things they talk about uh, to startups and when I'm speaking at, at events is that the most important thing you have is time. Mm -hmm. And to make best use of your time and, and infuse that with, with healthy habits. I think when people recognize they don't need an hour, it changes how you can find time. In fact, I talk about that in my book. I have a few, I didn't want to call them worksheets because right. I'm trying to make work out of this. We're calling them assessments. Right. So, you know, do yourself a favor and well, you can, anybody can go to my website and download these assessments. Uh, under the and, you, and the website is? Uh, JanetOmstead.com. Okay. And under the playbook, there's free downloads that are all in my book. Uh, assessments about, for example, finding time. When you look at your day, when can you find the opportunity to move a little more? Can you take a break in between meetings? Can you, I have clients that do all sorts of things. Like they have a skipping rope by their desk. And so in between they skip or when can you add it on to something? Like you go to the bathroom every day, right, Robert? You go to the bathroom. Absolutely. When you're done at the bathroom, could you do five squats or could you um, stretch? There's ways to add it into or stack it onto things you already do. So it becomes very seamless and it all adds up, which is so important. I am. Thank you for that. And I am just sharing through the amazing uh, platform that we're using. I'm going to share your website uh, in the chat so everyone could see that. And um, so what's what's next for you? What's in store for Janet Olmstead as you continue your journey uh, with your uh, leadership in helping support health and well-being. Uh, how, how do you see uh, the challenge that we face today with with the epidemic? It's, it's an epidemic right now, uh, a, a crisis around well-being and mental health. And, and what, what do you see uh, as the opportunity uh, to make an impact there? Uh, I think the more I reiterate and get to spread the word about making things fun and um, helping people see exercise in a different lens, um, the greater impact I can have. Um, you know, it's like, a, it's even though when I, when I released my book, I self-published and I uh, was about to go on, to, on, you know, talking tours about this. And I think, you know, the more um, I can get the message out and help somebody, you know, that's why I wrote the book in the first place. I, I had to get out of my head and onto paper. Mm -hmm. And if I could inspire one person um, through what I'm trying to bring to the table, then I've done my job. And I would love to spread this news to, I do spread it to everybody I meet because I, I 
live by play. I have a tattoo on my wrist that says play. Um, which nice. is back to please look after yourself. We we get to look after ourselves and it doesn't have to be that hard and it doesn't have to suck. It can be really fun if you tap into the joy of movement, what you love to do and start small. Uh, I, I just talked to you know a financial uh, advisor last week about like compounding interest. Every little bit adds up over time to a really big um, result for your health. And we, I wanna keep people healthy. Uh, what what a wonderful notion! I, I love that analogy. It, it paints a wonderful picture. Janet Olmstead, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me, Robert. And I can't wait for your event. It's going to be great. That was Janet Olmstead, Coach, Executive Health Play Program Director, Author, Speaker, at the upcoming Canadian EdTech Leadership Summit. You can connect with Janet at JanetOlmstead.com or at Janet Olmstead on Twitter. My name is Robert Martellacci of the Mindshare Learning Report. Be sure to check out W Mindshare Learning to get your latest issue. And until next time, stay healthy, stay safe, and keep the learning curve steep.